And we are back on the Big Wake Up Call. My next guest is a comedian, actor, writer, voice artist, television host. Ben, am I leaving anything out? Uh, I guess sort of an entrepreneur these days. I, I created Nowhere Comedy Club. I uh, Sometimes I'll clip people's hedges for five bucks. <laughs> um, new stand-up special, The Mad King, is now streaming on YouTube. And we're going to catch up with uh, Ben Glebe. How's it going, Ben? Pretty good. Good to be back with you, man. This is my millionth time on your show. I believe so. Maybe a million and one. So, was checking out your uh, new special. No, I had to cancel that one time, remember? Oh, man, that's right. Well, we just had to bury that segment. <laughs> so, checking out The Mad King. It's your new special, now streaming on YouTube. I did not realize you had a, a Grateful Dead fish type of following where your fans w- will follow you around the country. This is true. Yeah, I didn't realize it either until it started happening. Yeah. Um, and I saw the same faces, you know, keep keep springing up. It's pretty incredible honor to be able to have that level of dedication from a fan base that they they buy plane tickets or they travel from out of country or across multiple states to come and see your shows. It's pretty cool. And it puts a lot of pressure on me to keep the material pretty fresh, too. <laughs> So you got your dead heads, you have your fish heads, your little monsters. Why why do your fans call themselves the mad ones? Because they're mad, because the world's mad, because I'm mad. Yeah. And it seems apropos in two ways, really. It's like there's so much craziness going on in the world, it's kind of absurd to not be a little bit mad at it. But then also we like to create our own madness, our own kind of mad hatter type of weird, wild madness that we like to... Uh, let loose in this virtual show I do about once a month called Glebe off the top crowd work and improvised madness. And we just hang out in this fictional town I created where we have our own rules and some kind of removal from the chaos of everyday life. And it's this global community that takes place at nowhere comedy on zoom. And we elect a mayor at the shows and I play all these characters with augmented reality filters. And it's just nice. like, like a madhouse. It's really fun. Do you feel like when you're doing some crowd work, is that more of an intimate experience for one of your fans because they're really getting that one-on-one attention from you? It is completely, and that's what makes virtual shows so interesting. I know a lot of people hate on them, but we figured out Nowhere Comedy is how to really replicate an in-person experience where we see and hear you as a performer, the audience sees and hears us, of course, and it's more intimate than doing crowd work in a club where you're just seeing whatever someone's presenting in their outfit or their hat or something yeah. on zoom, you're seeing into their lives. You're seeing into their house so much more opportunities to just destroy these people, <laughs> but in a friendly way, but destroy them terribly, really nicely. But I mean, take them down a peg. They like it. They need it though. Cause they're embarrassing. They, they're good people, but also they, they have serious problems and they need to be pointed out aggressively by a comedian. Is it more frustrating if they blur their background instead of, you know, sitting in front of a very weird couch or painting or something? Yes, I do not like people blur their background. What do you have to hide? What bodies do you have to hide? <laughs> so doing an hour-long special like The Mad King, you're in front of a live audience. You've been doing so many virtual shows you mentioned at uh, nowhere comedy club how was was the energy for you how was the energy in the room it was incredible i mean as much as i'm an advocate for virtual shows and i think at nowhere we figured out how to like i said come as close as you can virtually to being in person but it 
it's just there to supplement in person. It's not, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not as good. Like, like when Bill Burr did one of our virtual shows and I told him how real, like how much like real life it was. And, um, he's, I, as he was finishing the show and he had a great time, he's walking out and I was like, what do you think? He goes, nowhere near real life. And I go, <laughs> okay, fair enough. But is it better than those, than those drive-in shows comics are doing during the pandemic when, when people are honking at you instead of laughter, he goes, Oh, a million times better. Are you kidding? It was incredible. <laughs> so it lies somewhere in there for my special, the live energy in the room in Philadelphia at helium comedy club was just magic. It was magnetic. It was electric. It was really, really, really fun. And uh, nothing will ever replace a packed room full of human beings. And so, I had taped a virtual special I was going to release, and then I got this opportunity at Helium, and I compared the two, and I said, for a, for a, for a live experience, virtual works great. Yeah. Or something that lives on forever, I want it to be a big show in front of a nice, big, packed room. So then were you able to work out some of the jokes or the bits discreetly? Because, you know, if you, you do them online, they're already out there. Well, they're not. That's another thing that, that we do at Nowhere, not to, not to over-talk about my virtual comedy club. No, it's okay. But I'm here to talk about my own comedy. But they're totally private, ticketed shows, just like you're seeing somebody in a private club. You can't record it. You can't post it. Okay. And so it's exactly as safe as if you're doing it at a club, probably more safe, because at a club, somebody could be surreptitiously filming you with their cell phone, and, right. and you wouldn't know. So it's actually very secure. I worked out this material a lot there. The only thing you can't account for is when your super fans then fly out to Philadelphia for your TV special <laughs> taping and they know all the jokes and they sit in the front row. And so you have to try extra hard to make them laugh for the 10th time at the same joke. That's a little bit more challenging. Luckily, if you watch my special on YouTube, you've never heard these jokes most likely. And this is a next level special for me. Um, I think people will truly enjoy it. I, this is, this I think is, I mean, this special is my ode to George Carlin. The reason I'm a comedian, nice. I take on a lot of issues from gender, it, gender issues and roles to racism, to protesting the anthem, to religion, to uh, the constitution. I talk about some stories about ex-girlfriends and my current girlfriend, now fiance. I talk about a parking lot fight I got into starting therapy, technology taking over. It's a very wide-ranging special. I go in, I go hard, and I think you will have a lot to think about when watching it, but you won't stop laughing hard the entire hour and seven minutes. Being a comedian today, how, how difficult is it to do the material you want to do? And knowing you, you, you don't shy away from the subjects you're talking about right there, but, but do you have to have it in the back of your head like, uh, uh, oh, no, do I want to mm -hmm. say this? Do you feel like the current situation is, is kind of inhibiting creativity? Well... I don't know that it's inhibiting creativity. It's inhibiting total freedom on stage. Yeah. And I think censorship is rising far too quickly. Um, it's not a good sign for society. We're ceding a lot of free speech very quickly. Um, you know, you can't even post certain words on social media now. You have to censor them. Not even just bad words, but if you want to say the word vaccine, whether you're pro or against, you have to censor it or use different words. You can't even say You can't even talk about a lot of topics you get shadow banned, you get knocked down the algorithm. So it's, it's for that respect, it's not great. And it is harder as a comedian. Um, I opened the special by saying, hello, how are you? How are you doing? Can I get you anything? Are you warm? <laughs> it's going to be all questions today because comedians aren't allowed to tell jokes anymore. 
Anything. No, go ahead. But that said, restrictions also lead to creativity because when you're put in a box, then you get to be very creative how you get out of it. And I think it just challenges us to be even better. So we need to push back against censorship, but that doesn't mean that comedy's dead. In the meantime, there's still plenty to talk about. You just need to be a little bit more clever and a little bit more uh, intentional with the way you create your jokes. Any concerns about doing live comedy on stage, given the seemingly increasing percentage of, of nut jobs trying to get involved? Well, yes, that that is a real problem. You know, I already would occasionally get a death threat here and there. Wow. At the end of my shows before Chris, before Chris Rock was slapped by Will Smith, the second Will Smith slapped him, I got so upset, as did all comedians, because he made it okay now to go up and assault somebody for a joke that you don't like just for words. And so much of our country now is so offended by words and it's a real problem. And there's been already, you know, an onslaught of incidents. So it's scary. And, um, comedy clubs don't have great security. So I'm happy that at least for the next couple of months, you can watch my special on YouTube and I don't have to be there in person. Now, in addition to your new special, the mad King now streaming on YouTube and just wanted to mention you have a virtual improv show coming up on september 3rd and uh, what's that going to be about that's the show i mentioned glebe off the top crowd work and improvise madness nice this virtual town it's a ton of fun you come you become part of the show if you want to have your camera and mic on you don't have to and then you just watch me make a fool of myself and go crazy i have special celebrity guests join me sometimes um and uh, you never know when they might spring up but you can get a ticket to that at my website benglebe.com um, and I think you'll have a very good time. It's a really, you feel like you have a whole night out and you connect to this. It's a very small, intimate community that attends these shows and you become part of it. We really embrace the community really strongly. The mad ones are very, very cool to everybody new. And, uh, so you can get that. It's a couple hour long show and my special over an hour. I'm giving you multiple hours of entertainment. Just yeah. search Ben Glee special on YouTube. It'll come right up. And, uh, I don't know if a lot of your guests offer this much great stuff to your listeners, Ryan. You tell me, but I think probably I'm like the Oprah of your guests. Everybody gets a joke. Yeah. Well, usually it's just plugging one book or, or an album or, or a movie. So, yeah, you're providing much more content. Look, I really appreciate that. And and uh, I hope your audience does, too, because I'm a giver and I want to give. Do I financially benefit from some of these things? Absolutely I do, but I would never say it out loud, Ryan. Yeah. People can also subscribe to my podcast last week on Earth where I summarize the world every week. New season just started this week. I don't get paid for that at all. It's yet another free thing. Most of the things are free. Leave off the top virtual shows like 10 bucks if you buy it in advance. I mean, I'm also one of the most bargain basement comics that doesn't sound good i'm one of the cheapest people that doesn't sound good either i you can get me for cheap i'm a cheap whore ryan um the mad king is now streaming on youtube starring my guest of course ben glebe ben congrats on uh, the new special and appreciate you being on the show today always so nice to be with you thanks for having me (laughs) 